Hello, you're listening to the Boostly podcast. This is the podcast that gives hosts the tools, the trainings, the tactics, and most importantly, the confidence so you can go out there and get yourself some direct bookings. I'm Liam Carolan, and today on the Boostly podcast, we're shining the Boostly spotlight on services and people that you need to know about in the hospitality space with the idea that you can find out tips from them, you can leverage their knowledge and put it into practice into your own short-term rentals. And today we've got a very special guest. We've got Jenny Yi. She's the owner of Jenny Yi Designs. She's featured on many podcasts. So, you know, I know she's going to be a pro uh, giving us some advice today. And that includes podcasts such as Bigger, Pocket, Bigger Pockets, which is the biggest uh, real estate podcast in America. So I'm really excited to get her uh, sort of opinions, her views, and answer some of the questions that we really need to know about, especially to do with direct bookings and the things that you can do to promote and market your STRs. So welcome along, Jenny. Thank you for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Love you guys. Love Boostly. Huge Boostly fan. Thank you, Jenny. You're very kind. So whereabouts in the world are you? And can you give yourself like your introduction, your elevator pitch, so to speak? For sure. So I'm Jenny Yee. I own a hospitality design firm. So we specialize specifically in short-term, mid-term rentals, and then boutique hotels. Uh, we started with our primary market in the United States, all over the U.S. This year, we've actually branched international. So we do international as well. Our entire goal, we do nothing but the design, sourcing, setup, and uh, consultation for hospitality settings. That is our expertise. Nice, nice. How did you get into that? That's quite a niche or niche space to get into. How did you get into it? It is very niche. And sometimes in my mind, I like, I wonder if I pigeonhole myself in by being so niche, but so far it's been fine. <laughs> so I was a flipper and that turned into long-term rentals, which I ended up turning into short-term rentals. And then when I was able to actually sell my short-term rentals off for above market price and selling the business, that kind of turned into friends of friends being like, hey, can you help me with mine? And then that turned into other people, which then turned into investors. And then before I knew it, I had to hire people. And before I knew it, I could make it a company. And we've been an actual firm, um, not just a side thing, but an actual firm for about three years now. Amazing. So, I mean, you've taken your experience into your own STRs, done them up. And was the, the design and that side of things your favorite part of the STR world at that stage? So, yes, honestly, I love design. I've always loved design. Um, I blame it on my mom. So my growing up, I was a military brat. My dad was in the military. We spent 34 years and change. So we moved around a bit. So one of my mom's major things were that every time we moved somewhere, she would set up home. Like that was her very intent. She's like, first thing we need to do is we need to set up home. And no matter where we were in the world, because we've lived everywhere, um, she always had magazines and she was always taking us thrifting. She was always taking us shopping to find all the ways that we could make home where we were feel like a home. So we were always immersed in different cultures and different people and different places and kind of picking and choosing. So she really birthed in me the concept of design and home and experience being a feeling, not just a look. And that's kind of what we really hone in on, on our designs. We say it all the time. We design based on feeling and that's, that's kind of, I blame her. So it's all her fault. <laughs> Now, I, I've seen, obviously, your website, and I know you've got lots of different designs and places you can talk about, but what, since starting the design business, 
what has been one of the biggest impacts you've had and one of the projects that that you really recall is is done good things for the short-term rental owner for sure absolutely it's funny so i will preface this for anybody who goes to my website we'll give it at the end of the podcast um it is undergoing renovation right now so um there's a very small portion we'll release our new website but we are very proud to say that we have a three-figure portfolio right now. We've done over 100 Airbnbs, the firm has. And it's been interesting to see the transition from like when we first started to now and where Airbnb and short-term rental just design in general has transitioned, even on the boutique hotel side as well. Because two years ago, you know, during the peak of COVID, right after COVID, it was all about just making spaces prettier because you had so many hosts who had flooded the market, had purchased, had kept everything that was there, um, and they were still making profit. They were making cash flow, so there was no need to invest in anything. And then you had this wave of, hey, let's improve what's there, and that's enough to get you more competitive. And at the time, that's how we built our business was improving. We called it refreshes. So we would travel the country and we do refreshes. And then now that's no longer the case because so many people have done refreshes, but you've also seen a whole transition just with culture and society in general as to what expectations are when they go and they stay at these places. Because there was this huge boom post-COVID where people are now working remotely. They're now traveling in ways that are different and they're still traveling, even though you hear about this you know, Airbnb bus. People are still wanting experiences. And what they're doing now in part of this recession is that they're saving for these experiences instead of just spending, you know, going anywhere. Or people are choosing to work remotely in places where they know they can get something absolutely different from where they're coming from. So we're transitioning expectations society-wise. And that's where I've seen the business of hospitality, the business of design, and the business of setting up STRs transition. So I will say super long answer to your question. Uh, the most impactful things actually, I would say, are what we're doing now. Um, we really honed in on creating really unique experiences incorporated in the design. We're going to these places. We're making sure to use local artists, uh, connecting with local coffee shops, connecting with local people that we can put their services into the property. And on top of that, we're really honing in on what a brand is and how to actually market to your ideal guest. Example, we're in the middle of something in Colorado, and I can't wait till it's all done. It's going to be so cool. But Colorado Springs, we did our research as to kind of like what is Colorado known for. And we phoned back on the old uh, like gold mining. Because gold mining was really popular. That's one of the ways that Colorado became founded outside of the wild, wild west part. So um, we really honed in on that gold mining aspect, and we're actually turning an entire downstairs basement into a gold mining cave, recreating rocks, recreating like the woods. We're going to do a gold mining experience in the backyard. So taking that, combining it also with the luxury expectations of good bedding, good sleeping quarters, TVs, comfortable living rooms, good kitchen. So you combine all those together, and all of a sudden, when someone's scrolling, they're stopping and looking, and they're like, whoa. We've never seen anything like that. And we can actually book that. Of course, we're going to book that. And then we hone in on the branding aspect and who we're actually going to target. So I think that aspect of how to change this, and it's the mindset aspect. You're not just owning a house anymore. You're owning a business. 
So you have to learn how to translate your business into success. And that's really been the shift in how we do things now. I mean, it sounds amazing. The place with the rocks, the the Colorado rocks, what did you say? In in the actual basement? Sounds amazing. Yeah, it's going to be, I'm excited. It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, th- these are the things, isn't it? Standing out. And I'm so glad and just picking up on some of the things you mentioned there is obviously branding. I mean, that's, that's what really helps drive, especially for Boostly, direct bookings, you know, like making your place stand out. How much easier is it for your clients once they've had their homes designed well for them to stand out on social media? It's going to be massive, isn't it? Are you a business owner or manager aiming to scale your property portfolio? We've got something for you. Our friends over at Hostfully put together this brand new free ebook on that topic. Hostfully is the go-to software that managers and business owners use to run their operations. So what does this have to do with your growth? Well, Hostfully sees how some of the fastest growing operators succeed and over the last year have been compiling and distilling these strategies into actual insights anyone can implement. So whether you're currently managing a single property or a few but want to scale, Hostfully's free ebook is tailored to your journey. I can't believe they lay it out like this. Honestly, this is a resource I wish I had when I started my STR journey many, many years ago. So if you're ready to take your property management game to the next level, head over to www.hostfully.com slash Boostly and download their ebook today. It's totally free. And on top of that, they're offering Boostly listeners a sweet deal on some of their software to help supercharge that growth. Don't miss out. Get the ebook and nab the deal while it's live by going to www.hostfully.com slash Boostly. And the other thing you touched on was really understanding your your guest avatar, who's coming to stay. There's going to be some people listening to this now who they've either just got going or they've they're about to dive in the world of of hospitality. What tips would you share for those people around how do they really start with the design or with understanding who their target guest is? Yeah, of course. And that's a complicated question. Because I think the very first thing that you have to understand, one, as a host and as an investor, before you even get into this model, is whether or not this is for you. Because for some hosts, this is not the way in the comfort level. Some hosts are too controlling of their, their properties because they view it as a personal property. And if that's going to be you, you are not fit for this model. There's a reason why a lot of owners hire managers for their business because that's an in-between person that allows them to remove themselves and think bigger picture numbers, but the manager runs the day-to-day. So if you think about your property as a business, you have to assess whether or not this is really your model or whether you can get into other types of real estate investment because there are. There are tons of other types and it's different for every person. But if you do decide that this is your model, Understand that this is a, again, this is a business. So how do you target your ideal customer, your ideal client? First, be willing to accept that who you think your ideal client is may not be who actually is the ideal client in your market. Example, if you are purchasing, say, in a in a super high party city that's known for spring break, that's known for your young couples, that's known for really high parties, but you want to gear this towards families because that's who you want to market towards, you're probably not going to be as successful. So you need to assess that within yourself and probably invest somewhere else that is more family geared, family oriented. Once you can kind of hone in on your comfort level, then start one, hire people 
that are experts. You're not meant to do this yourself. Just like no business owner is meant to do it themselves. There is an advantage to hiring people who do things for you. And it allows you to do the freedom to do a lot of the things that you didn't know you would need to do in buying a business. So there's a lot of admin back end, you know, between your funds, between your taxes, between keeping up with your property managers or your co-host or co-hosting yourself, making sure things are stocked, making sure you're like, there's a lot. So hiring out doesn't mean that you're incapable. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. It actually means that you're being smart and thinking long-term because your goal is to create a long-term business. This isn't supposed to be a short-term model. This is not a just set it and forget it kind of model. So from there, there's two ways to assess data in, a, in trying to pick out who your ideal client is. There are the quantitative ways, AirDNA, Price Labs, those the things that you kind of used to probably make your purchase to begin with. Then there's what I call qualitative data. And you can't have either or. Like you can't have them single because one without the other is not particularly helpful because the quantitative data can tell you, hey, you buy in this property, you should make X amount of dollars per year. The reality is if people aren't paying that on these platforms, it doesn't matter if the quantitative data told you you can make this you have to assess what your competition is. You have to assess what people really are booking. You have to see and look at what the average daily rate is in these platforms in order to actually understand where you should be pricing your model. And understanding these price points is actually going to help you target your guest as well. Because if your price point is going to be on the low end, let's just say $100 a night, you're not going to spend all this money and all these amenities to make this, uh, you know, tons of pack and plays, dog friendly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. When you're only getting $100 a night and you see that most people booking on your entire competition are two bedrooms. So these are single people. So again, assessing the model of who your competition is outside of just the numbers data kind of gives you that starting point. And then the other thing is to go and look at like what's really cool. Like, put yourself in the mind of a guest. If you're coming to this place, why are you coming? Why are you attracted? Who are you? So one example, we did a property out in Tampa. And two types of people tend to come to Tampa. You have your family because you've got things like bush gardens and you've got the roller coasters. And then you've got a lot of professionals because Tampa is a busy professional hotspot. People travel from all over the world to get their business. You've got professionals that are booking 30, 60, 90 days. So... You can appeal to both, but you also setting it up differently attracts a different type of client. So like we know that Tampa is also known for this huge pirate festival called Gasparilla. So we honed in on that aspect. It's like, imagine like pirates meets Mardi Gras. That's what it is down in Tampa. So people travel from all over the world every year for weeks at a time to experience this. And then you hit the peak season of summer, which is your summertime vacation. Um, so we did an entire pirate theme home, Kraken's Cove, based on giving them, leading towards um, pulling people in that were already looking for something cool and were already looking to vacation. And we geared it towards sleeping more people. We geared it towards family friendly. We had all the toys and et cetera in the pool. So we knew already why people kind of come to the area 
And we chose to hone in on that as opposed to, for example, setting up something for just professionals because we know that they can book an MTR anywhere else. But we were honing in based on our research and based on proximity to Bush Gardens, who was probably going to stay. I think that's such good advice just to be able to hone in on the reasons why people are visiting the area first before just going, you know what, I'm going to make an ultra luxury, whatever, because that's what I want to design or, you know, or want to to build. Well, if you get in, if it's kind of place which hosts more workers and contractors, they kind of just need simplicity, heads on beds, you know, like, and, and big parking space, stuff like that. Whereas like you say, just finding things which are already happening and the marketing behind that pirate event to piggyback on their kind of marketing every year, that is guaranteeing to fill in that time when the event's going on. But then also it's a cool theme, isn't it, for for the rest of the summer. And mm-hmm. also when people are looking through the listings, well, it's one that'll stick in their mind because they go, ah, oh, the pirate one. Do you know what I mean? That'll be the one which they call the, the pirate one because they'll remember it, whereas the rest just all become, you know, it's just yes. a mess of, of, of houses. Don't Absolutely. They? 100%. I tell people... So many guests are focused on the hospitality and experience side, which you absolutely should. But you don't get to that point until someone books you based on looks. Essentially, think of the platform as this giant magazine rack. And what's going to catch your attention? The best looking magazine cover. So if you don't have that enough for them to look at it, it doesn't matter how many times you change the algorithm. It doesn't matter how many times you label something. If it is not competitive visually in relation to what else is on the platform, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it is about having just a good product, isn't it? A good product, know who your who your target is. I mean, that's one yep. of the first things that we talk about. We, we've got the Boostly Academy for people who have bought into Boostly. And literally everyone goes, oh, I don't, I don't need to do the avatar first section. I said, like, no, do go back and do it because you'd be surprised. Yes. Just pinning that down really clearly well, then you really understand that who that particular short-term rental or that area is is going to attract, which is, is cool. Yes. And I love the way you mentioned about the hosts who shouldn't do it. And I'm just going to echo that with one of the comments we saw in the hospitality Facebook group, hospitality community on Facebook. We I saw that they had basically, um, the owners had a camera outside and had messaged the manager saying that the guest had just taken one of the cushions outside can you immediately tell them to put it back and you just go why has that person even got a manager if they're going to just watch the camera anyway because they're spending their time doing that but then also if they're so uptight to worry about a single cushion being taken outside well short-term rental isn't for them like you say it's just just not for them no and it's not even just because i can already hear people saying (laughs) Well, it's my property. I have the right. Like, I hear them as they're listening. It's not that you don't have the right. We're talking about longevity here. The reality is you are so micro-focused in that aspect. Honestly, this type of investment is not good for your mental and emotional health because it will wear on you as a person and it will wear on you as an investor. So it's not necessarily about, again, success or failure in comparison to everybody else and what you should or should not do. It's People are investing in these to create legacies. They're investing in these to create long-term. They're investing in these. Every client that I have, it's part of the reason I love what we do. They all have a story. They all have a reason why they're doing this. They're not multimillionaires who are just snapping by the finger and just like buying up all the, no, these are families and these are real people and they're real investments and it's real money that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So 
which means that there are emotions involved. And we're not saying don't be emotional. What we're saying is that assess this for you long term, because it's going to be harder on you to two, three years, as we've seen with the Airbnb bus for people who did not take the right steps and right mental shift as a business. And they're flabbergasted and they're done. And they're like, I'm in over my head. I'm underwater. This failed. Now I have to sell. And that emotional toll is hard. So as an investor, we're just thinking two or three steps down the road for you and saying, let's start at the very beginning and see if this is a model that really is for you. I love that. We're definitely going to soundbite that. That was like perfect. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Jenny, for that. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. Obviously, you've just mentioned Airbnb bust. And as we record this, it's, it's sort of the off season. You know, people are, are saying there's slightly less bookings. You know, there's there's yeah. more properties around. So one of the questions I'd love to ask you and to get your opinion on is, is there anything that the listeners who have already got their short-term rentals going yeah. and they kind of know it's not as good a standard as it could be, they might have had it for a few years. What would you say mm -hmm. to them that they should be thinking about within their units from a design aspect or, or from your expertise yeah. in short-term rental? Absolutely. So I think we should start at the very beginning. We tell our clients and then I tell my brand new assistant designers, whenever they come on board who have no short-term rental background, think of the guest. How does a guest book? They book based on what we call the LAF method, L-A-F. They book based on looks. They book based on amenities. And amenity isn't necessarily your stereotypical amenity. It's more than a hot tub. It's more than a pool. Those are included. But an amenity is anything that makes your property cool. What's your cool factor? And then, they pay, and then the F is function. Does it meet the goals of why they need to stay in a property? So I would assess your property and see if it actually meets all three. One, do you have the looks compared to what your competition is? I want you to genuinely go in on the Airbnb profile, on the VRBO profile, whatever platform, because there's a lot of platforms out there, whatever platform that you have, and just scroll. Just start looking. Just start seeing. And do it from a guest perspective. Take off your investor hat for a moment and really assess, hey, like what is really cool? What's a, is everything around me the exact same? Does my property look like everything else that is around it? Do I need a refresh? Do What do I need to do? If I were here and I had all of these options before me, would I book my own property? And if your answer is, well, you're starting to give excuses and justified reasons as to, well, mine has you know, a coffee pot and theirs does not have a coffee pot, then you probably need an overall big refresh because the guest isn't getting that far down the tunnel when just mm -hmm. scrolling. So look at your looks and then look at your amenities. Now we're going to talk about amenities because people go directly towards, let's spend six grand on a hot tub. Let's, you know, you know let's dig a hole and put 25 grand into the pool. And I'm not saying don't do that, 
I am saying if you are reaching the end point and you have had a hard time booking, dropping that much money is probably not going to get you the bookings. You are probably not not being booked because you don't have a hot tub. You don't have a hot tub. What other things are you offering in your property that maybe somebody else with a hot tub does that you have that they don't? So like, are you actually, example, our basic setup. So us, this is basic. It's not even a luxury. My biggest pet peeve when I stay somewhere, if I don't have coffee provided to me, like it is my instant, it's my instant disappointment. It's just, it's hard to start my day having woken up because there's no guarantee. I fly all over the world. I arrive at all different times of day. We travel, we get in. I don't have time in the morning to have assessed where to have stopped and gotten coffee or even stopped by the grocery store to bring coffee. Most of the time, I don't even know that I need to bring coffee because I expect just like in every hotel room now, there is a basic coffee setup. Like, so there are certain things that we can learn from the hospitality hotel industry because they have been around a lot longer than many of these hosts have been around in properties and how in, in houses that you should learn about hospitality. Yes, people are like, well, we're not a hotel. No, you're not a hotel, but you are a hospitality business. And there are aspects and trends and patterns that they have perfected that we can learn from because at the end of the day, they are honing in on guest experience and we can learn that as well. So really assess your amenities, assess your cool factor. Like for example, and we're still working on the back end of this, but like in Gulf Shores, Alabama, we reached out and we actually found a local surfer who Mm -hmm. does classes. So now we're working with the host to try to get those classes provided to their guests. Like things like that, that are outside of the box, are that is your cool factor. You know, can you reach out and find someone on Toro that you see has tons of vehicles? It's not just one. And say, hey, can we offer some type of discount or guaranteed booking for our clients so they can rent directly from you? They can get airport pickup. Things like that, that you can start to list on your listing as extras. You can even upsell them if you want. But those type of things differentiate you without having to spend six grand on a hot tub. So look at your looks, look at your amenities, and then look at your function. Let's really look at your function. Do you have enough seating in your living room? If your property advertises it sleeps for 10, but you have a love seat that sits three and two chairs and people can't sit down, a family's not going to book you because the wife and the mom's going to look at that and be like, we can't sit down and enjoy ourselves in front of the TV. So if you don't meet those basic functions, or if you have sleeping 10, but you only have two bathrooms and one bathroom is a master bath, and then eight other people are sharing the other bathroom, that's going to be really hard for people. So really assess how you set up your property and does it actually function well for people being in there. So if you can assess all three of those, then you're probably going to be in a better place to really think about and hone in on how best to update your listing, especially during the low season, and then hone in on your branding and marketing in the beginning of the year as we push towards the up season. I think that's great advice. I mean, just looking at the overall experience that the guest is having and so many times when people come to me and say, you know, I'm not getting many bookings, like say I've got a big place, why am I getting the bookings? And the first thing you see is a dining table, which will sit like six people, but they're listings for 10 or 12 people. And you're like, yeah, just, you need to swap out something. Something's not right there and either, you know, reduce the number of people. So you're really appealing to the right size or Mm -hmm. just get a bigger table if you can fit it and, you know, more chairs, you know, it's, it's just so important, isn't it? And Mm -hmm. 
overall from this just you know understanding and putting yourself in the guest shoes is just just so important isn't it and for everybody listening to this right now i'd love everybody to go and have a look at their listing on an incognito tab look at that listing see if it appeals put your you know who is your ideal guest if it's a big group well look at this stuff is there pictures of the seating is there pictures of the dining room if it is a couple and it's romantic you know what does the the bedding look like is it in the right lights have you taken a picture at nighttime all of that kind of thing to appeal mm-hmm. to them isn't it it's, it's just so important Absolutely. And i really get that 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 vibe from you jenny and, and thank you for that so what what does the future hold for uh jenny designs <laughs> yes hopefully lots of things <laughs> so like i said we have gone international this year so there's going to be a lot more international work which has been really i love that because we have done so much of the vacation markets in the U.S. that we already know, you know, uh, the people, the places, those experiences. So in expanding, it's been a challenge in the best kind of way because we pride ourselves on our local sourcing um, to really connect with people and artisans and source and think outside of the box in countries that don't have the same type of setups that the United States may have. So um, example, we were in Tulum. We did a boutique hotel out in Tulum. And sometimes people are like, oh, it's Mexico. Of course, you can find everything in Mexico. They produce everything. No, 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 you can't. But we were able to find local people who actually connected us with this whole artisan's town that was like 45 minutes outside of Tulum. Only locals knew about it, but they hand make all these pendants and lights and 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 art that the locals source from, but the big pocket people never do. So we've been a, we were able to go out there and just purchase directly from families and then rummage in antique places that what we would call antique, but honestly to them, it was just side of the road hand making stuff. We did the same in the Dominican, and it's just been, for us, it's just this new evolution of learning how to design and understanding people and learning how to source. So the future for us holds a lot more international work, which we're really, really excited about, um, and a lot more focus on, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, and if any viewers are interested, a Jenny brand of experience hotels, boutique hotels coming up. So very immersive experiences, very specific type of experiences. So I think there's a big future for us and hopefully more clients and more people that we can help really shift this from just owning a property to owning a hospitality business and being successful. I know there's going to be a lot of people listening to this who want to go and check out obviously your, your website, find out more about you. Yeah. And we are going to share that in just a second. Just a couple okay. more questions. I want to squeeze in of every last yes, drop of value. So what would you say if you was to give one tip to somebody, what would be your very top tip to somebody for design? If you just had to go, do you know what? Definitely do this in all your places. It would be, what would it be? Oh boy. My biggest tip is to go to the internet, Find something historically unique about your place, whatever it may be. For example, like the Gasparilla in Tampa, um, or for us in Colorado, it's gold miners. Find something that is supremely unique about your property, and then put in some art, put in some maps, put in some QR codes that link to these facts, 
put in anything related to that in your property to give it a sense of when a person walks in, they're like, oh, all right, I'm here now and I can't get this aspect of where I am anywhere else. That is your place to start. Nice. You've inspired me there, by the way, because I've got a, uh, I've got an STR. I've got a unit, obviously, outside of Boostly. I've got my own STR units. And yeah. uh, I've got a place which is the, the big clock on the wall has just gone wrong. And I always thought, you know what, that's just generic, just bought from wherever, you know, like we just wanted to get the unit launched. But the house yeah. itself, I've since found out, used to house an artist. Um, that artist uh, lived there for years. There's an old picture of the house that I found online, and I've now paid for the rights to that photo. So we're going to get that blown up and, and do exactly that. But you, the QR code thing, I think, is gold, because if I can then link the story below the picture, that's perfect. Yes, and, uh, absolutely. That's amazing. Thank you for that, Jenny. That's, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> so to, to finish off, we love to ask, what is the best bit of advice you've either been given or a saying which really resonates with you that you'd like to to share with with the audience and uh after that we'll be obviously sharing your your contact details yeah oh man i'd say the best bit of advice and this goes in life and it also goes in business is that there's always tomorrow then i think sometimes especially as hosts especially as entrepreneurs and especially as people who are taking risk in investments, this goes back to the emotional connection and the stress and the anxiety. It's even more so now when you're seeing lower bookings, when you're seeing these gaps and you start to panic, there is always tomorrow. It's just an assessment of finding the logical steps and finding the next steps for today. Check your A, B, and C today. Go to bed, wake up, there's another day. There's always tomorrow. This is not the end. You can keep going. There are ways and people and and people people care. People out there really care about others. And as long, and that's part of the beauty of hospitality is that we are, we're all care bears. We're, we're essentially like sharing the love with everybody. So people care. Just know that whatever stress is there right now, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're under, there is tomorrow. Even when it doesn't feel like it, there is. Hundred percent, and people do care. I mean, it's why we do what we do. It's why you do what you do. Is is at the end of the day, there's lots of awesome uh, people, businesses out there, and this is exactly why we want to bring it to our audience here at Boostly, uh, so you, as the listener, can really pick up some tips and and you know know that others care and and not have the burden all on on your own shoulders. At the end of the day. Yeah other hosts go through this so what a nice way to to bring it to a close so jenny how can we find out more absolutely so my name is jenny e j-e-n-n-y-y-i you can find me on facebook at jenny.leanne on facebook jenny e designs on instagram it's jenny underscore jenny e designs or business page is jenny e designs our website is www.jennyedesigns.com Again, it's undergoing a facelift, but feel free to see us on any of those platforms and reach out on any of those platforms. We'll make sure that somebody gets connected with you. And of course, we will be sharing those. However you're consuming this media, it will be somewhere around <laughs> this media in the show notes or in the comments underneath. So uh, thank you so much. Um, anything we missed or any last things to share before we bring it to a close? No, this is wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time generously with us. And uh, yeah, if you're listening to this on the Boostly podcast, make sure to share this with somebody else who would get value from it. 
and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thanks for joining us today. Bye for now.